鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to more to read. 欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。今天让我们一起来听英国作家克莱夫·斯特普尔斯·刘易斯的一句话，中国台湾诗人余光中的一首诗歌《当我死时》。最后，让我们继续来读美国短篇小说家欧·亨利所写的一部短篇小说《Go》。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. 不要用太大的词去形容某件事。当你想要表达的意思只是非常时，不要说极其，否则，当你想谈论一些真正极其如何的东西时，你就没词儿可用了。克莱夫·斯特普尔斯·刘易斯。克莱夫·斯特普尔斯·刘易斯出生于1898年 ，1963 年去世，英国作家，曾于1925年至1954年执教于牛津大学 ，1954 年至1963年任剑桥大学中世纪和文艺复兴英国文学教授，其代表作品有系列儿童小说《纳尼亚传奇》，情节动人，妙趣横生。他的其他作品有《爱情的预言》。对中世纪传统的研究，以及空间三部曲，及《沉寂的星球》《皮尔兰德拉星》和《黑暗之劫》等。Don't use words too big for the subject. Don't say infinitely when you mean very. Otherwise, you have no word left when you want to talk about something really infinite. C.S. Lewis. 不要用太大的词去形容某件事。当你想要表达的意思只是非常时，不要说极其，否则，当你想谈论一些真正极其如何的东西时，你就没词儿可用了。克莱夫·斯特普尔斯·刘易斯。当我死时，余光中。当我死时，葬我在长江与黄河之间，枕我的头颅，白发。
盖着黑土。在中国最美最母亲的国度，我便坦然睡去，睡整张大陆，听两侧安魂曲起自长江、黄河，两管永生的音乐，滔滔。朝东，这是最纵容、最宽阔的床，让一颗心满足的睡去，满足的想。从前，一个中国的青年曾经在冰冻的密西根向西了望，想望透黑暗，看中国的黎明。用十七年未验中国的眼睛，饕餮地图，从西湖到太湖，到多鹧鸪的重庆，代替回乡。I die, Yu Guangzhong. When I die, please bury me between Yangtze River and the Yellow River, resting on my head. The grey hair is covered with black earth. In China, in the country which is the most beautiful. And the most motherly, I fall asleep unperturbed on the whole piece of continent, listening to my two sides. The requiem arises from the two eternal tubes of music of Yangtze River and the Yellow River, upsurging eastward. This is the most permissive and the broadest bed to content a heart with sound sleep, with wishful thinking. Aforetime, a Chinese youth has ever gazed westward in the frozen Michigan, yearning to see the dawn of China through stark. Darkness, with his eyes unsatisfied, of appreciating China for seventeen years, he is devouring the map instead of home. Returning from the West Lake to the Tai Lake to Chongqing, where partridges throng. When I die, 出自中国台湾著名诗人余光中。中文版本由南海之声的主持人米亚牛为您朗诵。英文版本由 Mark Griffith 为您朗读，由张志忠翻译。余光中是中国当代著名作家、诗人、学者、翻译家
。他于1928年出生于江苏南京，祖籍福建泉州永春，因母亲原籍为江苏武进，故也自称江南人。余光中于1947年毕业于南京青年会中学，入金陵大学外文系， 1 9 4 9年转厦门大学外文系。1952年毕业于中国台湾大学外文系， 1 9 5 9年获美国爱荷华大学艺术硕士，先后任教于中国台湾多所大学，期间两度应美国国务院的邀请赴美国多家大学任客座教授。2017年的12月14日，余光中教授在中国台湾去世，享年89岁。我们今天读到的这首。当我死时，是余光中于1966年受聘于美国密歇根州立大学英文系任副教授时创作的一首诗歌，表现了诗人极深的乡愁情节和爱国情感。当时的诗人抑郁寡欢，临窗希望，思念着遥远的祖国。自从1948年7月离开大陆迁居中国香港以后，第二年他又到中国台湾求学。秋风落叶已经有17年了， 2 0岁去国， 3 7岁怀乡，还不知何日是归年呢。多愁善感的余光中想到了人生的大限，希望自己死后葬身在长江与黄河之间的最美最母亲的国度，卧听两旁一江一河的滔滔东流水，在江河的安魂曲中坦然睡去。于是他写成了这首《当我死时》。他想起了四川重庆江北悦来场，抗日战争时期，他在那里读过中学。那里多山多树多鹧鸪，鹧鸪在春雾迷蒙的林中啼唤着：“行不得也，哥哥。”这使他联想起南宋辛弃疾的名句：“江晚正愁余，山深闻鹧鸪。”余光中的诗篇一般都会表达对祖国、对故土的怀念。这也是他一生当中最牵挂的事情。嗯、当我死时，余光中。当我死时，葬我在长江与黄河之间，枕我的头颅。白发盖着黑土，在中国最美最母亲的国度，我便坦然睡去，睡整张大陆，听两侧安魂曲，起自长江、黄河，两管永生的音乐，滔滔朝东。这是最纵容、最宽阔的床，让一颗心满足的睡去，满足的想。从前，一个中国的青年曾经在冰冻的密西根向西了望，想望透黑暗，看中国的黎明，用十七年未验中国的眼睛，饕餮地图。从西湖到太湖，到多鹧鸪的重庆，代替回乡。
I die. Yu Guangzhong. When I die, please bury me between Yangtze River and the Yellow River, resting on my head. The grey hair is covered with black earth. In China, in the country which is the most beautiful and the most motherly, I fall asleep unperturbed. On the whole piece of continent, listening to my two sides, the requiem arises from the two eternal tubes of music of Yangtze River and the Yellow River upsurging eastward. This is the most permissive and the broadest bed. To content a heart with sound sleep, with wishful thinking. Aforetime, a Chinese youth has ever gazed westward in the frozen Michigan, yearning to see the dawn of China through stark darkness, with his eyes unsatisfied. Of appreciating China for seventeen years, he is devouring the map instead of home. Returning from the West Lake to the Tai Lake to Chongqing, where partridges throng.在上一期节目中，我们一起读了《美国短篇小说家》欧·亨利的短篇小说《Go》，姑娘的部分内容。今天，让我们继续把这部作品读完。这部小说的主角是一位来自郊区的男子哈特利，他在纽约的繁华世
A sudden jealous suspicion seized Hartley. Tell me, Vivian, he asked, regarding her keenly. Is there another? Is there someone else? A rosy flush crept slowly over her fair cheeks and neck. You shouldn't ask that, Mr. Hartley, she said in some confusion. But I will tell you, there is one other, but he has no right. I have promised him nothing. His name? demanded Hartley sternly. Townsend. Rafford Townsend! exclaimed Hartley with a grim tightening of his jaw. How did that man come to know you? After all, I've done for him. His auto has just stopped below, said Vivian, bending over the window sill. He's coming for his answer. Oh, I don't know what to do. Hartley 突然起了妒意的疑心。告诉我，维维恩，他敏锐的打量着他，问道：“是不是还有？是不是另外有人？”他白皙的脸和颈脖慢慢红了起来。你不应该问那种话，哈特利先生，他有点慌乱地说。不过，我可以告诉你，是有另一个人，但是他没有权利，我什么也没有答应他。他姓什么？哈特利厉声问道。汤森，拉福德·汤森，哈特利咬紧牙喊道：“那个人怎么会认识你？我帮过他多少忙？”他的汽车就停在下面。维维恩说：“他在窗槛上探身张望，他是来听回音的。哎，我不知道该怎么办了。” The bell in the flat kitchen whirred. Vivian hurried to press the latch button. "Stay here," said Hartley. "I will meet him in the hall." Townsend, looking like a Spanish grandee in his light tweeds, Panama hat, and curling black moustache, came up the stairs three at a time. He stopped at sight of Hartley and looked foolish. "Go back," said Hartley firmly, pointing downstairs with his forefinger. Hello," said Townsend, feigning surprise. "What's up? What are you doing here, old man?" "Go back," repeated Hartley inflexibly. "The law of the jungle. Do you want the pack to tear you in pieces? The kill is mine. I came here to see a plumber about the bathroom connections," said Townsend bravely. "All right," said Hartley. You shall have that lying plaster to stick upon your traitorous soul, but go back. Townsend went downstairs, leaving a bitter word to be wafted up the draught of the staircase. Hartley went back to his wooing. 公寓厨房里的电铃响了，维维恩赶快去摁开大门门锁的电钮。你待着别动，哈特利说，我去门厅迎他。汤森穿着浅色的花呢衣服，戴着巴拿马草帽，留着两撇全曲的黑胡子，活像西班牙贵族。他一步跨三级楼梯，匆匆上来，看到哈特利时暂停了，脸上一副尴尬的样子。回去，哈特利用食指指着楼下，坚定地说：“嗨！”汤森假装吃惊地说：“怎么回事？”
，你在这里干嘛，老兄？”回去，哈特利毫不让步地说：“丛林法则，你不怕狼群把你撕得粉碎吗？是我先下手的。我来这儿找管子工，修理浴室的管道接头。”汤森勇敢地说：“得了。”哈特利说。你用撒谎的胶泥去糊你出卖朋友的灵魂吧！你给我回去！汤森嘴里嘟嘟囔囔的下了楼，哈特利回去继续恳求。Vivian said he masterfully, "I've got to have you. I will take no more refusals or dilly dallying." When do you want me? She asked. Now, as soon as you can get ready. She stood calmly before him and looked him in the eye. Do you think for one moment, she said, that I would enter your home while Heloise is there? Vivian, 他专横地说，我非要你不可，我不听任何拒绝或者推诿的话了。你什么时候要我？他问道。现在，你收拾好了就走。他平静地站在他面前，直视他的眼睛。你有没有考虑过？他说：“艾洛伊兹还在的时候，我进你家合适吗 ？”Hartley cringed as if from an unexpected blow. He folded his arms and paced the carpet once or twice. She shall go, he declared grimly. Drops stood upon his brow. Why should I let that woman make my life miserable? Never have I seen one day of freedom from trouble since I have known her. You're right, Vivian. Heloise must be sent away before I can take you home. But she shall go. I have decided. I will turn her from my doors. When will you do this? Asked the girl. Hartley clenched his teeth and bent his brows together. Tonight, he said resolutely, "I will send her away tonight." Then said Vivian, "My answer is yes. Come for me when you will." She looked into his eyes with a sweet, sincere light in her own. Hartley could scarcely believe that her surrender was true. It was so swift and complete. 哈特利仿佛受到意外打击似的畏缩了一下，他抱着双臂在地毯上踱了几步。他得走，他额头冒汗，冷酷地宣布说：“我凭什么要让那女人把我的生活搞得痛苦不堪？她来之后，我没有一天好日子过。”你说的对，维维恩，我带你回家之前，必须先把埃洛伊兹打发走，但是他非走不可。我已经做出了决定，我要把他赶出我家门。你什么时候赶？哈特利咬紧牙，皱起眉头。今晚，他下定决心说：“我今天晚上就让他走。”这样的话，维维恩说：“我的答复是同意。你到时候来接我好了。”他带着甜美真诚的眼光瞅着他。哈特利不敢相信，他竟然这么痛快就彻底顺从了。Promise me, he said feelingly, on your word and honor. On my word and honor, repeated Vivian softly. At the door, he turned and gazed at her happily.
but yet as one who scarcely trusts the foundations of his joy. Tomorrow, he said, with a forefinger of reminder uplifted. Tomorrow, she repeated with a smile of truth and candor. 你要答应我，他激动地说，以名誉担保。我以名誉担保。维文恩温柔地跟着说了一遍。他在门口转过身，高兴地看着他，但仍像不敢相信他的高兴是否可靠似的。明天，他举起食指提醒他说：“明天。”他坦诚地微笑着重复了一遍。Forty minutes, Hartley stepped off the train at Florahurst. A brisk walk of ten minutes brought him to the gate of a handsome two-story cottage set upon a wide and well-tended lawn. Halfway to the house, he was met by a woman with jet-black braided hair and flowing white summer gown, who half strangled him without apparent cause. When they stepped into the hall, she said, "Mama's here." The auto is coming for her in half an hour. She came to dinner, but there's no dinner. I've something to tell you," said Hartley. "I thought to break it to you gently, but since your mother is here, we may as well out with it." He stooped and whispered something at her ear. His wife screamed. Her mother came running into the hall. The dark-haired woman screamed again. The joyful scream of a well-beloved and petted woman. 一小时四十分钟后，哈特利在花岗下了火车。他快步走了十分钟，到了坐落在宽阔整齐的草坪上、一幢雅致的两层楼别墅门口。他进屋时，一个梳着两条乌黑的辫子、穿着漂浮的白袍的女人迎上前，莫名其妙地紧紧搂住他。他们踏进门厅时，他说：“妈妈来了，汽车半小时后来接她。她是来吃晚饭的，可是没吃成。”我有话要告诉你，哈特利说：“我本想过一会儿再说。你妈妈既然在这里，现在说出来也不妨。”他弯下腰，在他耳边悄悄说了些什么。他的妻子尖叫起来。妻子的母亲闻声跑进门厅，黑头发的女人又叫了一声，受到宠爱的女人的快活的尖叫。Oh, Mama! She cried ecstatically. What do you think? Vivian is coming to cook for us. She's the one that stayed with the Montgomerys a whole year, and now, Billy dear, she concluded, you must go right down into the kitchen and discharge Heloise. She has been drunk again the whole day long. Oh, Mama! He 狂喜地喊道，你知道吗？维文恩要来替我们做饭了。他在蒙哥马利家做了整整一年。现在，亲爱的比莱，他说，你必须马上去厨房打发埃洛伊兹走人。他又喝得烂醉，一整天都不醒。感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目
。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。